0: Hey guys welcome back to Floral Couch Conversations. I'm Emily. And I'm Melissa. And we're coming to you live from snowy Minnesota. Yeah, what a welcome back. <laughs> Seriously, although it wasn't I mean it was warm and moist in Mexico, but it kind of rained the whole time we were there. Yeah it did. There was but some- the sun came out for some brief periods and we still had a blast.
1: Indeed, we soaked it up when we could.
0: hmm But I don't know about you, but I'm, like, kind of glad to be back in my routine.
1: Yeah, I went grocery shopping, and I'm like, oh, yay, I can, like, prep my meals. And just, like, yeah, we're both kind of creatures of habit, I feel like.
0: <laughs> home bodies and creatures of habit. Yeah. Like, I've been laying in my bed, like, oh, it just feels so good to be home. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Indeed. What are we talking about today? We're just catching up on all the news we missed while we were out of the country.
1: For real, I feel like so much has happened, except for none of these things are actually that important, but I feel but like we need to discuss. interesting, yes. Yes.
0: We didn't talk about the Super Bowl at all.
1: So I was actually impressed with the Super Bowl because I... We did prop bets with, like, our group of friends, and I got second place, and I knew nothing about anything. Oh, I didn't realize that you got second place. Yeah, Dang. I'm pretty sure I tied for second place
0: with, I think, Danny. Good for you, man. Thanks. Wow, sorry. I just called you a man.
1: Yeah, so I guess right at football, and now I'm a man. Thanks, Emily. Oh, my <laughs> God. Sorry.
0: Um, I... I that was fun i've never done something like that where you bet on like random things in the game like who will the i don't even can't remember an example i don't
1: national anthem over under two minutes yeah
0: or will the first drive is it yeah take less time than the national anthem
1: yeah and like uh, what were some of the other ones like what color was Demi Lovato's microphone in her outfit and
0: <laughs> and um, what like what the score was at halftime What the sc- who was winning at the first quarter I'm sure anyone listening is like yes this is very typical <laughs> cool right but it was a new experience for me it's-
1: and me, so we enjoyed it. It made yes. it it made it more fun. Otherwise, I probably would have. In the past several years, I've just texted Emily to ask when it was halftime because I knew her husband would be watching,
0: <laughs> so I could turn it over for that. <laughs> yep, and that's all I've ever watched. So, although I feel like I have gone to some parties sometimes where I've like actually tried to watch the game, but. If I'm not there in person, like, I can watch basketball on TV, but if I'm not there in person, I cannot follow football. It's just, like, two tiny people, two tiny of people running around on the screen, and I can't focus. Interesting. I've never been to a professional football game. They're kind of fun. If, we, if you go to Vikings games, they're fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Put it on the list. I was cheering for the Chiefs, though, so I'm glad they won. Same.
1: We both had kind of similar, like 49ers winning and then a comeback from the Chiefs, but they came back a little quicker. But
0: <laughs> yes, I have a a good friend who's from Kansas City, Missouri. So that's the pretty much the only reason why I was cheering for the Chiefs.
1: Oh, you mean not Kansas City, Kansas?
0: Not Kansas City, Kansas. She's from Kansas City, Missouri. I'm
1: just joking because one of the bet things was what, whether or not President Trump would tweet. And he definitely tweeted like, congratulations to the state of Kansas.
0: Did he really? Yeah.
1: Were you not there when we were talking about it? Um no. <laughs> I think he later Ugh. corrected it, but <laughs> oh well, of course he did.
0: <laughs> wow. Don't even get me started. <laughs> this is for another podcast
1: (laughs) um actually not on our list to discuss but I was curious speaking of politics so I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about all these political children's books and I looked one up and one of them was called the pumpkin and the pantsuit the pumpkin being Donald Trump and the pantsuit being Hillary Clinton and it's like an honest like, like it's like an actual children's book i like never thought of the fact that there would be politics in like children's books how do you feel about that i was kind of shocked i feel like
0: what is the point of the it's, book
1: well it's the premise because i don't actually have the book um Oh you don't? If, I know, weird. I maybe I'll buy it later today, but um it just said how to explain the twenty sixteen election to the kids or something. But I was like, okay, one well, can't we just like let them be kids? Why do they need to know about the election?
0: And I don't know, I feel like politics is such an adult thing. It is, but it's but it's all over the news and so like kids hear about it and they do I feel like depending on their age, they do want an explanation. Um, So, but I don't think it needed to be like, I don't know, like the pumpkin in the pantsuit. Yeah. I guess it is, like, I don't know, it's up to you if you want to teach your kids whatever you want to teach your kids about politics.
1: Fair, yes. I guess, yeah, if they want an explanation, maybe that's a good way to do it. But I just, I don't know, I'd never thought about that before until I heard about those books and I was like, huh, interesting. (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah, I don't know, I guess I don't know enough about the book to know if, like, what kind of explanation it gives.
1: Well, and that was one of a list of, like, ten books they talked about um, on this, it was a Daily Zeitgeist episode I was listening to, and so there's, like, Especially this last election, there's, like, a ton of political children's books that came out. And I don't know if that's, like, normal, and we just didn't... I was unaware. Or if it's because, like, it was such a contentious, like, election year in 2016 that, like,
0: more political books came about than others, like, other election times. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was just the creative outlet for people to express their frustration. (laughs) Maybe, but... I don't know. Just thought it was interesting. <laughs> that is interesting. So I have kind of a crazy story. Oh, please share. Um, I was at work last Friday, I think, Thursday or Friday. And um, all of a sudden I looked up and there was like this large man walking past my cube. And there was like people whispering and like, it, it seriously felt like, like a rumor was like spreading throughout the, like my row of cubes. And I heard someone say like, Jason Momoa is here. Jason Momoa is here. And I was like, what? And um, truth be told, I did not know who Jason Momoa was until <laughs> someone said he's Aquaman. Um, and I was like, oh, and um, Jason Momoa was at my work walking around our cubes. That's so cool, though. I only know Jason Momoa
1: um, from, like, being an attractive celebrity. I don't think I have actually ever seen him anything, in anything, but he told me about that, and then I definitely watched Aquaman on the plane back from Mexico.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I saw that it was on there. I Apparently, he's also in Game of Thrones, but yeah, I've never seen anything of him, but he was also in People's sexiest man alive issue magazine
1: no surprises there
0: so (laughs) yeah it was kind of cool celebrity sighting
1: very cool I feel like I yeah I don't have very many of those
0: so who is the like biggest celebrity you've ever seen um good question
1: Like, out and about, or, like, I waited in line to see them?
0: (laughs) Um, both.
1: I don't feel like I've seen that many celebrities. Um, oh, um, I saw whoever plays Loki on the streets of New York, Tom Hiddleston.
0: Oh, he did Taylor Swift.
1: Oh, I did not know that.
0: Yeah. For a very short period, but... (laughs)
1: He's probably the biggest one I saw out and about. I've, like, waited in line to meet some of the cast of Sons of Anarchy and some twins players, a.k.a. Justin Mornell um, and Joe Maurer. But what about you? What are your celebrity sightings?
0: I think Jason Malone is probably... The biggest? The biggest. Yeah. One time I saw Al Franken on the streets of Minneapolis. <laughs> Cool. Um, <laughs> um and then i guess we've just i've just seen like concerts and stuff yeah and then we've met parachute a couple times oh that's
1: right i forgot about that how did i forget about that mm-hmm. took selfies with parachute backstage the memes the memes for reals um on my time hop this morning came up a picture of emily laying on my floor where we used to live together singing a parachute song brought me right back
0: oh <laughs> classic laying on the floor
1: uh-huh
0: i love it okay i feel
1: like we need to talk about reality tv for just a little bit okay i have a few items i want your opinion on one of them being so can you kind of break down the bachelor drama with victoria
0: okay yes after watching the five hours of torture that was the bachelor oh my gosh, this week
1: longest week i'm so glad i watched the recording and could fast forward all the dumb stuff
0: (laughs) same i fast forwarded a lot Uh but it still felt like it took four hours five hours and by the time i was done i was just like oh when is this gonna be over (laughs) and normally it's like such a treat to watch it on monday nights but having to catch up on five hours was difficult
1: yeah two. yeah Two episodes um, in one week was kind of a lot.
0: Okay. So the drama with Victoria F. is that she, she's, like, tested on The Bachelor right now, and she's kind of it's – there's been a lot of drama. So they went on a date, a one-on-one date, and Chase Rice performed at their date, and it turns out that, like, she dated Chase Rice previously before going on The Bachelor, And so they knew each other and she kept calling him her her ex-boyfriend. And I'm not sure if they, like, actually dated and were boyfriend-girlfriend or if they just, like, hooked up. But she made it seem like they, like, officially dated and he didn't want her to go on the show. But then when when they talked on camera, he was just kind of like, yeah, whatever, I'm not a part of this anymore. Yeah, he looked like
1: he could not care less.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and, like, I think he just, like, was annoyed and mad that the bachelor producers did that to him when he was just like planning on going for like to showcase his music. But he had to have known that like this girl was on the bachelor. So of course they're going to do something where like they have to see each other, you know?
1: Right. There was a chance that it was going to be her the entire time. If he knew he was signing up for it.
0: Yeah. Um, so the other part is that, On another group date, they did like this photo shoot um, for Cosmo, and then they were gonna pick one of the girls to be on the cover with Peter the Bachelor. So it was like supposed to be one of the like coming up issues of Cosmo. The the two of them would be on the cover.
1: Yeah, it's supposed. I think the March
0: issue. Yes, and then after that episode the editor-in-chief of Cosmo came out and said, sorry, no, we are actually not going to put her on the cover because um, she, Victoria F. Had, has modeled for this organization or I I don't know if she, like, modeled for them or if she was just, like, seen wearing a hat from them. um, But she was, like, wearing this thing that said, White Lives Matter. And apparently it was, like, from this organization that... Promote, like, tries to save Marlins from being overfished. And so they say white lives matter, blue lives matter, which is just idiotic on their part. Right, slogan. they should have known, but. Yes. Um, but she either, like, had a hat or something or mod- or was officially modeling for them. I don't know. Um, so all of that has come out, and then Cosmo decided not to put her on the cover because of that. And also, a lot of other stuff has come out about her, like, being a bully, and, like, people are saying, like, she was so mean to me, and, like, all the stuff she, like, did in high school or whatever, which you never know if that's true or not, but.
1: Right. like Lots of drama. (laughs) Everyone comes out of the woodworks. I was, I guess I was kind of curious, because I, you had told me about the White Lives Matter thing, and I, like struggle with getting consumed by cancel culture um because I feel like in our society right now we're so quick to cancel someone however and in this case maybe it's justified maybe it's not but how do you feel about cancel culture in general because I feel like we're getting to a point where people can't learn from their mistakes um if they do make a mistake if we're just canceling them granted there are mistakes that are like a lot more grave than others so I don't know I struggle with like where we're at right now
0: yeah i think on this specific situation they're not necessarily like canceling her um like just because she's not on the cover doesn't mean that she's canceled like they have the right to say like no we're not gonna put her on the cover right um so in this specific situation i wouldn't say that they're like canceling her i do get the point where it's like people are canceled they go and like no chance of them like learning from their mistakes. Um it it really depends on what it is, I think. Right. Yeah. Do you like do you have any other examples besides that? Um Well, I all the ones that are coming to mind right now
1: are like justified cancel culture. Mm-hmm. Um like R. Kelly, obviously. Um but I don't know. I just feel like I can't think of a good example right now, but someone that says like one ignorant thing, which may, if it's not a pattern, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like you can learn from your mistakes, but you know, but it it depends on the, it's a case by case scenario, right? Yeah. Like of how severe it is.
0: I have an example of people almost being canceled and like coming back and like talking about how they learn from their mistakes. Yeah. Um, so I listened to I've talked about The Morning Toast before. It's a podcast slash like morning show that I listen to every day. And it's two girls um who are our age that like put this show together and they it used their show used to be called The Morning Breath. And it was like through this like Verizon network that they did it. And um they did it for like a year and they were doing really well and then it came out, like, these tweets, like, resurfaced, um, like, something that they said that was, like, I I can't even tell you, like, what it was, but it was, like, semi, like, racist, kind of, um, and just, like, insensitive in general. But it was, like, something that they, they're, like, a little younger than us, so it was, like, something that they tweeted um, in high school. Okay. And that was coming out like years later and then the network like dropped them and so their show was canceled because of this like they're also like their mom is some sort of like political figure um and so they were just like what like we didn't know this and they canceled the show um and so then they waited like a few months and then they decided to start a new show um, called the morning toast and they've talked about like this scandal that's happened um, a bunch of times and said like we were in high school like we obviously know that that was wrong and like we've learned from our mistakes and like they've talked about cancel culture before and how like like depending on what it is like you do need to give people room to learn from their mistakes and if it's something like this where it happened a long time ago like you can give people some grace to learn from what they've done
1: yeah no I think that's a great example of like why we shouldn't be I mean again it depends on the situation but I was not the same person I am now that I was in high school and mm-hmm. I probably held some like more ignorant views yeah and um Like, I feel like we want people to be educated and learn. So it's kind of a fine balance between doing that.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, You also, like, just society in general has changed so much. Even in, like, the past 10, 15 years, like, the things you see on TV or the people, like, the things you hear people saying on TV shows are so much different than they were in, like, the mid to early 2000s. Like, just for example um we've been watching gilmore girls over (laughs) again and so we're watching like season one of gilmore girls and they like use the r word like a person um, yeah and like i heard it i was like oh my gosh like it's almost like a swear word now like you are just like wow you would not hear that on a tv show these days that's true
1: like Um, And I kind of feel like you have to forgive. I've heard people talk about that with, I don't remember if it was Friends or other old TV shows, where you kind of have to, like, forgive that because, like, as society, we're growing. And so if you go back and watch that time period, we weren't as advanced or didn't have as much awareness.
0: Right. Like, I'm always – I did a project in – college where I did like a whole research paper and project on gender stereotyping and like gender roles in commercials and so I'm like ever since then I've never not analyzing something for like gender roles or like like subtle misogyny and stuff and so um it almost gets annoying because I like always make comments like oh this would not happen now or like there's, like, some stereotyping going on here, like, watching Friends and stuff. Yeah, or Cheers. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. Don't <laughs> even get me started.
1: But it's so good if you can, like, get that out of your mind and just, right. like, take it for what it is. Yeah. But, yeah. No, I thought, I think you make some great points, and I was looking forward to talking to you about that. Oh, my gosh, wonderful. I hope I lived up to your, um, to your hype. You totally did. Okay, I have a couple other reality TV theme questions for you. Okay. Okay, first of all, have you ever heard the slang, the fire?
0: The fire? Yes. Like, in what context? So, I was watching Married at First Sight,
1: naturally, Mm -hmm. and um, at the end of one of the weddings, the groom was sitting with, like, the very intoxicated bridesmaids, and then Mm -hmm. the one of the bridesmaids was like, so are you going to like give her the fire? AKA, and then she was like, uh, basically sex is what oh. they find the fire. And then other couples have used this throughout like the series. Like that's not the only time it's been used. And like all the other couples weren't there when that got brought up. So is this like new slang that I just don't know about? Or is this like maybe an inside joke that we weren't privy to? <laughs>
0: I've never heard that in my life. <laughs> um,
1: They're always like, "Oh, she's gonna get the fire tonight," or, like, yeah. I don't know. I was like, I've never heard this. And also... No.
0: It, so, where is are the people set?
1: They are in um, Washington D.C. this year.
0: Okay, maybe it's like a Washington D.C. slang, like maybe east, northeast thing.
1: Maybe that's a good. Good question. Good call. Uh, If anybody listens on the East Coast and could shed some light, that'd be cool. (laughs)
0: Yeah, because I don't know. I've never heard that or used it.
1: And I feel like, I mean, we're getting older, but like we're not that out of tune, I feel like, with a lot of trends, but maybe that's just like me facing facts that I am getting older. I don't know. Um, The other item I wanted to talk to you about reality TV related was... So I saw a preview for a new show, and I know you're not watching as much reality TV, but I wanted to get your thoughts on the premise. It's Mm -hmm. Pastor Cal from Married at First Sight, Oh, and he is going to be on this new show called Bride and Prejudiced, and basically it's um, a show where two people are getting married, but one of their families disagrees because of either um, sexual orientation, religion, um, race. Like, there's some reason for the one of the families to be very against the wedding.
0: Does that intrigue you at all? Yes, but also just kind of sounds like a shit show. Yeah, I mean, I also don't know, like... Like, how do they... So, say this happens where you're getting married and one of your family members... Is super against it, um, which actually I was just recently talking to my dad about, like, stuff like this. And um, he said that his grandmother, like, refused to go to one of their grandchild's wedding because of, like, something to do with race.
1: Um, I could see. Actually, that just reminded me, when my grandparents passed away, we, like, were going through old letters. And somehow we've discovered that, I don't know if it was my... I think my grandma's uncle was super against my grandparents getting married because my grandpa was a bastard, even though that's like got nothing to do with him. he didn't his dad wasn't in his life, and his mom was unmarried when he had him, but that was like reason enough for him to not support their wedding and I was like, oh, such like an old fashioned i thing
0: weird also I don't like the word bastard I don't either um anyway. <laughs> say say that you are getting married and one of your family members is super against it for whatever reason. How do you get that on TV? Well, so this is it
1: says that they um, so they announce their engagement and they're filming the in-laws meeting.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Um, and then they aim to prove that their love can lead to long-lasting marriages. And then I'm guessing Pastor Cal intervenes and like tells them to stop being. Yeah, bigots or something, but um, yeah. So I guess they announce their engagement, and then the families meet, and we get to watch those reactions. So I'm guessing that they, it's couples that suspect this would happen, and then like are like, "Hey, want to record this?"
0: <laughs> Just knowing like several pastors, I'm like, I wonder how his career went from like being a regular pastor. Or if he, like, always wanted to be on TV, like, doing this kind of stuff? That's a great question. Also, maybe I'll eventually be on a TV show like this.
1: Oh, my gosh. That would be so cool. Give them – you could – yes. Oh, my gosh. You could be on Married at First Sight and give them coupling advice.
0: We'll see. We will (laughs) see. If my career takes that direction baby steps mm-hmm. let's get you through school <laughs> let's get licensed first
1: oh uh, yeah but could be interesting could not be
0: yeah I don't know I have trouble with those shows because of how much filler there is in it like yeah I feel like it's a lot of just like recapping what happened every 10 minutes and I'm like okay I know
1: <laughs> I was just here mm-hmm. um that's why it's kind of like The Bachelor for me where I need to fast forward the dumb stuff. And like yeah. even there's like a couple that I just like am super annoyed with this season. So I just like fast forward every time they're on. Mm-hmm. And because there's five couples this season too, which is more than they've ever had. And so like everything takes like they needed like double episodes just to get through the all show all the weddings because there's so much footage. And right. so I'm like, okay, this
0: is a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good reality TV corner. Yes. <laughs> so I was looking at this compilation of Jimmy Fallon asking people what if their pet peeve um could become a law, like what would it be? Oh my gosh. And I have to say it was like a compilation of like we picked the funniest responses to this question that Jimmy Fallon had about like this should like your pet peeve becomes a law um and I thought most of them were kind of dumb
1: yeah I'm just looking through them quickly um I like the one that's if you're still paying student loans you should always get the student discount
0: (laughs) oh yes I 100% agreed with that one I think that was the only one that I was like okay that's actually funny yeah the rest Um, of these like are
1: kind of just like
0: Wait, except for this one that says there should be a law where it should be mandatory to slip this photo into sex ed shows without telling them it's a turtle mouth that should scare them. <laughs> um, oh, and it's got the teeth. Yes, it's so disgusting. <laughs> Ew. Also, no. Why should that be a law? Uh, I guess they're tra- the scare tactic, but. I don't think we need a scare tactic for sex ed. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I don't think it would work anyway, so.
0: I just thought that was funny, though.
1: <laughs> there's one that says prohibiting strangers from commenting negatively on me pushing my dog in a stroller. Um, Sorry. sorry, Not no. going to be a law.
0: <laughs> Although it is cute when there's like an old wiener dog that can't walk and you pull him on a wagon.
1: <laughs> just for example. Yep. Um, I do like the one that there should be an eighth day of the week called Me Day.
0: Seriously. That's why I, like, need one day a week where I work from home and just don't talk to anyone. Like, I can be productive and work, but as long as I'm just, like, kind of in solitude, it, like, really helps with my mindset and just life in general.
1: Yeah, you're kind of easing into the week. Actually, that reminds me, too, of a question. How do you feel about daylight savings time and, like, what that does to your schedule?
0: Um, I don't really care.
1: So, I saw this Reddit article that said, fatal car accidents in the United States spike 6% during the work week following the spring forward to daylight saving time, resulting in about 28 additional deaths each year, according to the University of Colorado Boulder Research.
0: Interesting. So, Arizona doesn't do daylight savings time? Really? Uh, Yeah. And so, I'm wondering if you, like, compared what happens there to other states, what it would look like.
1: That would be interesting. I feel like most countries don't do daylight savings either, Mm -hmm. um, like most other countries. So, I don't know if it's just, like, causation correlation, but it is interesting because you lose an hour of sleep and there's more accidents, but...
0: Yeah. I don't know. I guess I, like... I've just always dealt with it, so I don't really feel passionately about it. But if it went away, I would be like, oh, okay, great. Right.
1: Same. And I think it was originally to help, like, farmers who needed the extra daylight during harvest. Yeah. But.
0: It used to annoy me when I would get up and run in the morning because if it was dark out, I can't – I wouldn't run by myself. So, I would, like, wait for it to be light out. Yeah. But then when, it, when they take away an hour of my light in the morning, I used to be mad. But now I don't care.
1: <laughs> that I could see.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, what is this thing? What are the... Sorry. What is the... Do you correct Uber drivers?
1: Oh. So, I was driving in an uber and he was like clearly gonna take a wrong direction but i Mm -hmm. found myself like scared to correct him and i did at the last minute and he was fine but i was like why was i scared to tell him he was going the wrong
0: way and like do you think any uber drivers would react negatively to that (laughs) um wait so he was gonna take a wrong turn but his phone was telling him to take something else
1: yeah but it was kind of a confusing like it's it's where um two highways like veer off so it's not like super clear it's a little confusing but he was in the wrong lane like he was gonna clearly go on the wrong part of the road and so I corrected him and um he was fine with it but I don't know why I felt like a hesitancy and like people like I don't know if people
0: oh I don't know where I came from I would have corrected him if I like knew he was gonna take the wrong turn um because like it's they're not always familiar with the area you are right and like if it's like you're taking you home or taking you somewhere you normally go like you obviously know what you're talking about but i do get like feeling hesitant like okay well he should know he's the driver well and, um, I, and he has the directions and i didn't want to like insult him if he'd be like yeah i know okay
1: or i don't know why i was having yeah. that reaction
0: um I actually have to correct Uber drivers every time I take an Uber home because... <laughs> Your uh, house
1: is easy to miss.
0: Well, it's it's easy to miss and um, the directions tell you the wrong way to go. Oh. So they tell you to turn on this street like before. So that's usually why like if an Uber picks us up, it's like up on that weird street. Um, but it's probably better because... You can't really – we live on a main road, so you can't really, like, stop on the main road and right. wait for someone in the street. But – so every time we take an Uber home, I have to say, like, nope, keep going. It's going to be this black mailbox. Yeah. Um, and actually, we took an Uber home from the airport, and the guy brought us to the wrong driveway that was next door. He had <laughs> to be like, Uh, sorry, this isn't right. <laughs> Uber props. Uber props, but, no, I think you should correct them. They get mad. Who cares? You'll never see him again. That's true.
1: But you're also like alone in a car with, I don't know. I don't know. I'm probably overthinking it, (laughs) but
0: yes, but better to be cautious about your life. Yes. Okay. Last article
1: I think we should discuss is when you talk to yourself and like think in your head are you having an actual monologue like do you hear your voice
0: so I was thinking about this and I'm pretty sure that I do because I usually end up talking to myself out loud like if I'm alone I'm definitely talking out loud to myself so I I think I do
1: I think I do too and when um, if I'm like anxious about something and my thoughts are going over my head, if I say it out loud, it like mm-hmm. makes it better. Yes. And so I definitely, but I definitely hear my own voice in my head.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: However, apparently not everyone has that internal monologue.
0: So if they don't, how are they thinking? Just like in some, is it Morgan Freeman narrating their thoughts?
1: Um, probably. <laughs> <Okay>. uh- <laughs> It says if they wanted to have a conversation with themselves in the mirror, they would have to do it out loud because they can't do it in their mind.
0: Okay. Um,
1: I don't know what the percentages are, and I don't know how, like, so it kind of reminds me of I have a coworker with F. Fantasia where he can't, like, picture things in his mind. And, like, if you say, like, picture a red block, like, I can see it in my mind, but he can't. It's just, like, he thought growing up, it was like something that um, people just said, like, to say, but he can't actually picture anything in his mind. So it's just yeah. like just logged and you don't know any difference. So I don't actually know like, that they see anything or hear anything. It just like your brain processes it without like, being conscious, I guess. It seems like
0: it'd be similar in that way. Right. It always reminds me of My mom used to, like, read books out loud, and she'd say, turn your TV on, and she meant, like, in your brain. Like, Uh, Oh, yeah. Turn the TV on in your brain and watch what's happening, like, while you listen to the story. Interesting. You should ask her, because she's a teacher, if she's ever had
1: any students where she knew they had aphantasia. I
0: should ask her. Because I think that would be
1: interesting, (coughs) because I feel like teachers do that a lot, like, picture this, Mm -hmm. but if a kid can't picture it either they cope because it's not something we talk about like hey what does your mind do when you think of this but mm-hmm. i don't know
0: okay we'll take that as homework
1: thanks add it to your list of homework
0: to do today <laughs> oh my gosh yes
1: uh, but well on that note should we let you get back
0: to your homework i guess <laughs> i guess it's time uh. I'm feeling almost caught up, though, actually. Okay, that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. But then next weekend, I'll be drowning again.
1: Oh, <laughs> But
0: it's all good. It's all good.
1: Next week, too, we will be back with our first guest of the year.
0: Red. Who we've had before, yes. Uh, the lovely Danny. Yes, from the Highly Meditated
1: podcast. And she recently... Um, created a website called Danny Heels where she's opened her own uh Reiki practice so
0: I'm so excited to talk to her about it
1: I am too I actually booked a session for the day before we record so
0: you did oh I wish it wasn't so far away so I could go
1: I know it's closer to me than it's <laughs> to mm-hmm. obviously but
0: but she'll still she can still give you a
1: reading I'm sure
0: well okay perfect. we'll see
1: stay tuned it'll be interesting <laughs>
0: It will. We'll find out if we're still on the right path, direction of our lives. Indeed. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening to this episode of Floral Couch Conversations. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Floral Couch Conversations. Send us an email at floralcouchconversations at com. And if you're liking what you're
1: hearing, please give us five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts and Tell everyone you've ever met and even strangers you haven't yet.
0: Yes. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.